There he came and he saw the grace of God in action. And he encouraged the believers there to remain faithful to the Lord and steadfast in purpose. And this is the very word of our God as it is found for us this day in Acts chapter 11. Well, today marks the second Sunday, as Pastor Don said, of the Great Commission season. Again, one of the goals of this season is to help us better understand how people in the past responded to the good news of God. How God had placed before them uh, His light and how they gave witness to Christ Jesus in what they said and what they did. Last week, Pastor Don talked about the wise men, how God provided the star. And I guess I didn't never realize that that star led them some, what, 1,000 miles to the Christ child. The Gentiles, the wise men, were the first torchbearers for Jesus Christ to spread His light wherever and whenever they could. So today, the focus shifts to that time period just after the ascension of Jesus into heaven. Somewhere between 33 and 100 A.D. The Gospel lesson that was just read, we heard that just before Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus gave us, His church, the marching orders to go and make disciples of all nations. But how did they do that? And what can we learn from their example? Well, you know, when you read the book of Acts, Acts tells us about the history of the early Christian church between 33 and 100 A.D. When you read the book of Acts, you think about some of the major characters in that history. People like, certainly, Paul and Peter and Stephen. And who was Stephen? Remember, Stephen was the first martyr. But there were a lot of other people who worked behind the scenes. Maybe they didn't occupy positions of prominence. Maybe they were a lot like us. And yet, their, their labor and their torch-bearing for Christ was significant. This morning I want to focus on one of those people who worked behind the scenes, took a secondary role, so to speak, so that someone else's ministry might flourish. Man's name is Barnabas. We first read about Barnabas in Acts chapter 4, verse 36. There we're told that Barnabas uh, grew up in a Jewish home. He came from, he was a Levite, which meant that he had priestly roots. Barnabas became a Christian. At some point along the way, he encouraged the apostles. What does the word apostle mean? The word apostle means those who are sent. Somewhere along the line, the apostles gave him a nickname, Son of Encouragement. Because he gained this reputation for encouraging others. Sounds like the kind of person you would want to hang around with, doesn't it? He especially encouraged Christians to grow in their faith, to live their faith. And as Pastor Don said, uh, this was... Uh, not a given because Christianity was so much under attack. He especially encouraged other encouragers. He did this not only with his encouraging words, but Scripture tells us that he even sold a piece of property. One of his fields. He sold it 
And he gave the money, all of it, to the work of this fledging church for mission work. Barnabas' action stands in sharp contrast to a couple of other people that we read about in the book of Acts. Uh, a guy by the name of Ananias and who? His wife, Sapphira. Maybe you remember about how they also said that they sold a piece of property and they gave all the money, but they held some of it back. And their death is a reminder that God knows when we lie to Him and try to make a name for ourselves. But in comparison to Ananias and Sapphira, Barnabas stands out as a bright light. He knew the early Christian church needed resources. Can you imagine how his gift of this piece of property must have encouraged the apostles, must have encouraged them to stay involved in their work and not give up? So it is that Barnabas sets a powerful example for us today to use the gifts that God has given us, our time, our talents, our income, our treasures, to spread the gospel, but not only you the use of our gifts, but also to encourage one another with our words, even in the face of challenges, not to give up. You know, what I really like about Barnabas is that he seems to be a very humble man. Again, not everybody is content to work behind the scenes. But he is. He's a faithful builder and a faithful steward. You know, maybe like in our life, maybe we can't uh, preach like Paul or Peter, but led by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that we can see the opportunities that God places before us to make the light of Christ known to others, to encourage others. Now, how does this happen in your life? It happens as we interact with other people. You know, every day of your life, you interact with people. You interact with people in your own family. You interact with people at work. You interact with people at the store, at the barber shop, wherever you go. And if there's one thing I know about interacting with other people is that you're interacting with people who have needs. A lot of needs. People that are going through and have all kinds of things on their plate. Maybe they're dealing with sickness or illness. Maybe they're dealing with a loss of a loved one. Maybe they're dealing with problems at work or the loss of a job or meaning or purpose in their life. And how do you interact with other people? As a Christian, what do you do? You say to them, have a nice day? No, you listen to them. And I pray at some point you even pray with them. It's one of the ways in which we encourage others. Pastor Don, he always says something profound. But the other day, uh, in my office, he was saying something to me that I've never thought about before. There's a lot of things I've never thought about before. But he said to me this, that witnessing and encouragement go together. Think about that. Witnessing to your faith and encouragement, those two things go together. Think about all the people that you know in your life who have the spirit of encouragement. 
who've encouraged you not to give up. You know, I've had a lot of teachers in my life who encouraged me. They knew that learning for me wasn't always easy. And instead of just writing me off like some of them did, or instead of just calling me names, some of them actually sat down with me and encouraged me. You know, encouraging someone is not just telling them what they want to hear, but it is helping them grow as a person. You know, what an encouragement Barnabas must have been to Paul. Because after Paul's conversion to the Christian faith, the early Christian church was afraid of Paul. And rightly so. I mean, he's the one who persecuted the church. He believed that he was doing the will of God by putting a stop to Christianity. Imagine the role that Barnabas plays here. Barnabas was willing to put his reputation on the line in front of the apostles, and he was willing to stand up for Paul. What did he say? He said to them, you know what, boys, I was there when this person came to faith. I was there. I saw him stand up for Jesus. Imagine what a difference Barnabas made for the early Christian church in Paul's life, who we'd have to say probably was the greatest missionary the world has ever known. Now today, there is a great need for us in the church, especially in the church, to encourage one another. You know, we don't always agree on everything. We don't always agree on how the church should be run. We don't always agree on the color of the carpet or the kind of liturgy or the kind of music that we sing. But we do have a responsibility to encourage one another. Luther talked about it this way. He says, putting the best construction on what others are doing. You know, our church here at Christ our King is blessed with so many Barnabases. People who work behind the scenes. People who let their light shine. You know, I hear stories about our young adults. I hear about them giving witness to their faith among their peers at school. Even in the face of difficulties when uh, fellow students pass away and they boldly proclaim the hope that they have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I see the work of the quilters on Tuesdays. I, I see the work of Sunday school teachers who teach our children. Those are just a few examples, and there are many others. Many of you who work behind the scenes uh, using the gifts that God has given you to make a difference. Maybe it's a secondary role, but you are supporting other people's ministry. You know, as pastors, uh, pastors probably need more encouragement than anybody else. Because, you know, in the ministry, the devil is always, every day of your life, trying to discourage you, trying to get you to quit and give it up and saying, I don't need this. You know how incredibly encouraging it is when someone comes up alongside of you and works with you. Maybe it's just changing light bulbs. Maybe it's vacuuming the carpeting. 
but they come up alongside of you as a partner in the gospel, doing together what none of us can do alone. It's not rocket science. You know, a lot of times as new members join our fellowship here at Christ our King, sometimes those new members can fall away. Sometimes they become inactive and you wonder, where are they? And you ask yourself, why is that? Well, there's many reasons for that. But one of the reasons is that uh, some expert, not me, has said that unless a new member uh, has four or five meaningful relationships or connections within the body of believers, and unless those connections are made within a period of 12 weeks, if that doesn't happen, then they can quickly fall away. People aren't going to stay very long if they don't know anybody in the body. Barnabas, Jesus himself encouraged others, not only by speaking the Word of God, but coming up alongside other people. That's why I love to see those three children today walking down the aisle hand in hand. Perfect picture. You've got to put that on the cover of the bulletin. You know, Barnabas encouraged people by doing what? He pointed them to Jesus. Now, Barnabas had the nickname Son of Encouragement. But you know, the ultimate Son of Encouragement is right there. He's the ultimate Son of Encouragement in our life. Because he saw that we were lost in our sin. And he did something about it. He left the wonders and the glories of heaven came into this world to shoulder our sin. Can you imagine how, how uh, that must have been for the holy, perfect Son of God to shoulder the, our sins, to shoulder them and take them to a cross and to die in our place? Jesus walked the way of the cross. He lived and died and rose again so that you and I might have the ultimate encouragement. The ultimate encouragement that comes through the forgiveness of our sins, and the certainty of eternal life. If there's one thing I know about God, it's this. God will never go back on the promises that He's made to you. He restores us sinners by the shedding of His blood. And if there's one other thing that I know about Jesus, is that Jesus' ministry was in the ministry of touch. Jesus encouraged people by touching them Touching them where they were. Touching them physically. Touching them spiritually. And again, I think there are a lot of Christians today within the church, especially in the United States, who are dying on the vine. Who are dying for the lack of encouragement. book of Proverbs says it this way. It says, a man has joy in an apt answer. And how delightful is a timely word. You know, what is a timely word in your mind? A timely word is one which is spoken at the right time. It's a word of encouragement to someone. How can you speak a timely word if you never interact or if you don't know other people? It's a delightful thing to be able to share and apt a timely word. This sinful world that we live in if there was any doubt about that, just watch all the news leading up to this week 
and the inauguration. If ever there were a world full of discouragement, it's today. But as Barnabas and as Jesus, we have a Christian responsibility and a joy to be encouraging one another. So today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I would call you to be a Barnabas. And how can you be a Barnabas? You point people to Jesus. And you don't just point people to Jesus, but you do it generously. Because witnessing and encouragement, as he would say, never, ever, ever, ever stops. In his name we ask it. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you again today for those who played a secondary role. And Sometimes, Lord, uh, that's the way we feel about our ministry, but a secondary role is an important role. It is vitally important uh, to stand uh, behind, beside uh, others, and to be like Aaron, to lift up the prophet's hands, to do whatever we can do, using the gifts that you have given us uh, to make a difference in the lives of others. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would help us to do just that here in this place and in this church and in our lives today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. We pray and we ask this in your name. And all of God's people said, Amen.